the longest running, because uh, the longest running event was in Gettysburg until 2020, and it stopped. So this is the longest running event uh, in, in all the reenactings that we know across the country. Now, a lot of people have a passion for history in Huntington Beach, whether that be the, the farming, the oil, the surfing, and I'm happy to say that my family is part of that um, proud history, history-loving people um, in Huntington Beach and um, between my mother, my grandmother, my whole family, uh, we've all worked on preserving Huntington Beach's past, whether that be the Newland House Museum or teaching people about America's past in general, from the Revolution all the way to the Civil War and beyond. I think it's fantastic. Thank you very much. I'm here on behalf of the California State Assembly and also on behalf of the California State Senate, which is my side. The assembly side is Assemblywoman Diane Dixon. We're here to present the Huntington Beach Concert Band 50th Anniversary Celebration. How much we enjoy them and also just to thank them for taking their time here and always allowing us as a community to come together and have a great evening to enjoy. Congratulations and Tom, once, when the time comes for your time out, we're going to...
I'd like to call a special meeting in the City Council Public Finance Authority to order. Please note, uh, Councilman Burns has submitted a notice of absence for tonight's pursuant to resolution number 2001-54. Council Member Moser will be arriving late for tonight's meeting as she is attending her daughter's back to school night. Clerk, please call the roll. Council Member Kalmick. Here. Council Member Moser's not yet arrived. Mayor Pro Tem Vandermark. Here. Mayor Strickland. Here. Councilmember McKeon? Here. Councilmember Bolton? Here. Councilmember Burns is absent. Okay. Uh, please rise today. We're going to be uh, led by the Pledge of Allegiance by uh, Councilmember McKeon. Please stand if you're able and put your hand over your left heart. Ready to begin. On my agenda, it doesn't have uh, the prayer, but we'll just, everybody bow their heads. Lord, uh, please look after uh, all the citizens who are coming in here to voice their opinion. Uh, please look over uh, all the employees of the city of Huntington Beach, all the council members. Uh, please make sure everybody's safe. And thank, thank you, Lord, for living in a democracy who allows people to uh, voice their opinions uh, and, and uh, in God's uh, will we all said amen. amen. 
Okay, City Clerk, do we have supplemental communications? Yes, Mayor. Um, as of 9 a.m., we had 31 email communications on our topic tonight, but we've received many more since then. Mm -hmm. And everything will be uploaded to the website as they come in. We'll do our best. But those 31 emails are already provided in the meeting details of tonight's meeting. Mm -hmm. and that's it. Okay. And we go through... Uh, I think it's important for um, administrative I, uh, staff uh, to um, maybe introduce kind of the process of these next um, four four weeks. Or, uh, Al, would you like me to do it, or would you like to do it? Uh, Travis, were were you or, or Catherine going to pre present? Well, I mean, it goes through, we just did supplemental, and then we're going to go through the speakers uh, after. I, I just think it's important for the audience to know the kind of process before we go through the, to the 90-second speakers. If, if okay, Mayor, I think Catherine uh, will, you want to go over the, the basic process? Just the basic yeah, process, yeah. not Absolutely. the whole presentation. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you, Mayor. Thank you. Good evening. So um, just to provide a real quick rundown, during these next uh, four meetings, the community is invited to attend and provide pr public comments prior to and immediately after council discussion. Public comments will be limited per speaker, 90 seconds each, both before and after if they choose to um, make comment twice. Um, they can be in response to the amendments in the three ballot measures that were considered two weeks ago, or they can be new considerations that they like to propose to council. And uh, this charter review process is really intended to encourage public participation. For tonight's meeting, it really is kind of like a listening session. We're really inviting the public to share all of their ideas. Council is here to listen to every single one of them. And during their discussion after public comments, they will be, you know, bouncing off the, the ideas that have been presented by the public and, you know, providing their thoughts on them as well. And then when we come back next week on September 21st, Staff will return with a list of all the proposed charter amendments and raised, that were raised in the first meeting, which is tonight, along with the three ballot measures from September 5th and staff recommendations, and then others that might arise in the second meeting. We'll make sure to bring any other additional information like fiscal impacts and whatnot that you may want to consider as you make your decisions. And then these amendments will be accompanied by those costs, and the council will take all that into consideration and start fine-tuning the list and direct staff to prepare proposed language. And then when we get to the third meeting on September 28th, council will consider all those amendments and use straw votes to really identify the ones that should be placed on the March ballot. And council will start to do the hard work of bundling the amendments into measures and then directing staff to come back with language. And then lastly, the fourth meeting on October 5th, um, council will re review the ballot measure materials for the March 5th, 2024 elections, conduct formal votes to place them on the ballot, and then council will identify any city representatives to prepare the impartial analysis, uh, the rebuttals, the arguments. So that's a good rundown of the four meetings tonight, or over the next month. Thank you, yeah. thank you so much. And then uh, before we get started to the speakers, I would like to call on Councilmember Casey McCann for a couple comments. Thanks, Mayor. Yeah, I just wanted to address some, you know, questions and comments I've received uh, from the residents, and just to dovetail off, Mayor. Yeah. Do you do you mind? I I, I do think it's important for uh, the order that the public speaks cool. before the council 
uh, deliberate or talk about anything that's on the agenda. Okay, I, I was just calling on the Councilman uh, McKeon to uh, talk about kind of how we got here, but okay. All right. I mean, if, I mean, if it's just purely about process. No, it's about process. Okay. It's not okay. about any items. Okay. okay, go ahead. Thanks. And just this process will, you know, basically, like Catherine said, promote maximum transparency and, and public involvement. You know, the previous council used a charter commission that I was on that did have the opportunity for the public to to participate, but they rarely did. And I feel this process with us, the council being involved, heightens the exposure to the charter review process, which it deserves. And the goal would be to ascertain whether there are some changes to the charter that you know would promote good governance. Um, you know, Measure C is an example, um, and we'll kind of get into that later. And there have been some questions about cost, so we'll get into all that. Um, the last election, there were four measures on the ballot. Each one costs about 400000 and, you know, we're very cognizant of our budget and ensuring it's balanced with ongoing revenues exceeding ongoing expenses. But we do have a large amount of money for one-time expenses that cannot be used for ongoing revenues in the budget balance, balancing process. So those one-time funds can be used for an important project like this is if the community so desires. And if the council decides to move some charter amendments forward, they would go on the March primary ballot and not on a special election, as some had said, and the voters would have the ultimate say if the amendments are approved and not the city council. Thank you. Well, great, thank you. So with that, we're going members to uh, the agenda. Uh, city Clerk, do we have anyone signed up to speak? Yes, Mayor, we have 39 signed up to speak. I have a point of order before we get to this section. I believe before we voted last meeting, there was a discussion of three minutes and one minutes, and then there was no memo sent around. I got the agenda and it said 90 seconds, 90 seconds. We just decided to go ahead and arbitrarily change how we're going to do public comment after. Well, we kind of um, I made a it. commitment that we do three minutes sure. uh, for city council meetings, but um, I did not commit that night it's, on what we're doing. That's what I expected you to say. And, and so uh, I took your recommendation, Councilman Kalmick, to make sure that people have an opportunity to speak after. So what I did is I split it up. I did 90 seconds before and then 96 seconds after. I understand what you did, but yeah. we agreed publicly with a room full of people that it was going to be three minutes and one I minute. did not commit to that. If you go back to the tape. But I did take your recommendation on doing before and after. If you want to do three minutes all up front, we'll be happy to do that. If you want to do three minutes and cut out the, the after, I'll be happy to I wanted to do a charter it. review commission where we had a year of meetings well, to figure out what we're going to do. Well, we can go down that path. We decided not to do that. So uh, we're here. Um, if you, I, I'm taking your uh, advice on doing after. If you, if you want to withdraw that advice, and then we could just do it all up front. It's agendized as 90 seconds, 90 okay. seconds, so yeah. that we have maximum voter input. So that was, the, that was the point, was to have input from residents. Yeah. But and we we're getting limited input, a minute. From and we're getting happened. input from residents. So uh, with that, um, 39 speakers, uh, I have to announce at this time, the City Council will offer public additional opportunity to provide comments related to the discussion of potential charter amendments for the March 5th, 2024 statewide primary election. Individuals wishing to provide a comment may do so in person by filling out a request to speak form delivered to the City Clerk. All speakers are encouraged but not required to identify themselves by name. Each speaker may have up to 90 seconds unless the volume of speakers warrants reducing the time allowance. Yes, and Mayor, before I call the names of the individuals signed up to speak, I'd like to share for the public's benefit that requests to speak are organized and called on a first-come, first-served basis. Right. Staff collects and delivers speaker sheets to myself or my assistant so that we can enter the names into our agenda management system that displays the public 
uh, speaker information on the council chamber's television screens. And it's also important to note that we begin accepting public comment sheets early if they are made in advance of the meeting. So some folks call to make a special request, particularly related to accessibility. Any and all requests made timely are accommodated. So I just want the public to know that. And I also wanted to bring to your attention that we revised our sheet for these charter meetings. Since we have a before and after and it's 90 seconds, we thought it would be easier if people can indicate whether or not they're going to speak twice. Mm -hmm. And that way we're not collecting sheets in the middle of the meeting. Right. If I call your name um, in the second round and you choose not to speak, you know, you just don't approach the podium. But um, the speaker uh, sheet the changes are on the screen right there, so I just wanted to draw everybody's attention. And we've been communicating this as they came in the chambers tonight. Thank you, Madam Clerk, because I did get um, some concern from the community about um, they felt that it was taken out of order. I'm glad that you say it comes first come, first serve. And I just want to clarify, you don't ask ahead of time whether you're for or against. You just take it first come, first serve. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no. So, like I'm I said, only saying this because uh, there was a lot of concern about those things, and I'm letting yeah. you like clear up those concerns. If they do come to me and they make a request, it's just I put them in the order. Okay. So that's the way it works. Okay. Great. Thank Great. you. So we have um, 39. I'll call the first 10. Barbara Shapiro. Shammy D. Diane Bentley. Meg Robinson, Linda Moon, Pat Goodman, Paula Schaefer, Harry McLaughlin, Wendy Rincon, Carol Dawes. Go ahead, speaker. Either one. Should I start? Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Okay. The Fast Four campaign specifically on lowering taxes and promising there would be no changes to the city charter. Here's proof of that. Now expensive inflammatory amendments are proposed with absolutely no benefits to the city or citizens. Where I was raised, that was called bait and switch. But I would just call it lying. Now, they want to be in charge of our voting, like the fox guarding the chicken coop? The council majority has so far squandered millions of taxpayer money due to their malfeasance. Money that was earmarked for public services, libraries, parks, roads, senior services, police and public safety. Instead of running the city, their dedication lies to their political allies, paying frivolous lawsuits and igniting culture wars. I say to this council majority, if you suspect there are problems with our voting system, prove it. And if you can prove voter fraud, then maybe you didn't actually win the last election. <laughs> So Huntington Beach, get well acquainted with your timeshare sales crew. <laughs> Sneaky Strickland, Bumbling Burns, Malarkey Ten Ian, seconds. and Shark Vandermark. 
And like a timeshare agreement, the charter amendments are purposely ambiguous and confusing. Huntington Beach is not buying Thank what you. you're selling. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Thank you. Is this on? Yes. Okay. Hi, my name's Shammy D. This charter amendment process has been fundamentally dishonest from the beginning. It began with a lie. The new city council majority campaigned aggressively on no changes to the city charter, but here we are. Critical details that should be in the charter changes are not just missing, they have been intentionally withheld. Very few people in this community realize that requiring voter ID will inevitably force Huntington Beach to conduct its own municipal elections with no help from the OC registrar. But this is a crucial fact. All the costs and risks of running our own election have never been publicly discussed on this dais. Let's talk about money. This is not just $1.2 million in unbudgeted expense this year. It will require millions of dollars every time we have a municipal election. And no doubt it will cause many costly lawsuits to be filed against the city. With HB budget deficits projected well into the future, we simply don't have that money to spend. So we would once again find ourselves facing budget cuts, libraries, reducing maintenance of vital infrastructure, roads, parks, possibly cuts in police and fire. And at the end of the day, we will end up with a far less secure voting system, more susceptible to fraud than what the award-winning OC Registrar of Voters already provides. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Three words come to mind when reading the proposed amendments to the HB City Charter. Confusing, costly, and unnecessary. The proposed amendments are confusing because they contain a variety of unrelated concepts headlined by a clickbait first proposal designed to draw attention away from the other more dangerous proposals in each amendment. Are you trying to confuse HB voters? The proposed amendment regarding local elections under city control is costly in the extreme. During recent budget deliberations, the City Council acknowledged that the city faces de budget deficits in future years, but now you want to spend city funds on totally unnecessary endeavors. It will cost the city $1.2 million to put the charter amendments on the ballot in March, and the cost to the city of equipping and managing elections locally will be astronomical. Redondo Beach's locally controlled elections cost $5 million in startup costs and have 2 to $3 million in annual costs. Are you trying to bankrupt the city of Huntington Beach? The conservative majority ran on a platform opposing charter amendment changes, but now they are pushing costly and unwind changes to cement their own power. The city council should be focusing on providing and managing basic city services, not spending scarce city funds on unnecessary projects like those proposed in these charter amendments. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Um, Mayor Thanks, Strickland, Peter. Thank you. council members, uh, my name's Pat Goodman. I've been thinking about the proposed charter amendments, and I have a suggestion that I hope will serve you, the current council and future councils. I would like to hear you discuss the idea of council appointments to the positions of city attorney, city clerk, and city treasurer. These three officers perform very specific technical and professional duties for the city administration requiring 
ongoing continuing education to maintain their licenses and certifications. They usually run unopposed, and as they may resign in order to give the city council the opportunity to appoint someone to the position, uh, the city council needs to have excellent relationships with these employees. These are not political or policy-driven positions. The two amendments I support from the current list are the conversion to a two-year budget process and park facility improvements. These three items, if approved by voters, would actually produce some ongoing cost savings and time efficiencies. The other proposed charter amendments are not necessary, confusion, confusing, impede good governance to our city, and very costly. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Next speaker, thanks for being here. Meg Robinson, resident. Many of the proposed ballot measures will introduce new financial obligations for the city. A cost analysis should have been conducted before the hasty introduction of these measures by the ad hoc committee. In order to run elections, it appears that the city will be paying the Orange County Registrar for services and equipment that we now get for free. What is the cost and how is this a benefit for the city? Cuts to the city attorney's office will be limited to just 3% in a fiscal year. This will also require an approval vote by 80% of the city council or six of seven votes. This will hamstring the city when emergency situations arise requiring quick reallocation of funds. I am not sure of the need for biennial budget, especially since the adopted budget for this year has still not been posted. This lack of transparency does not need a two-year window. Lastly, if any of these ballot measures proves to be a debacle, there is no easy fix. Another election will be needed to repeal them with no guarantee of the outcome. These misguided measures have the potential to burden and cause havoc for the city for generations to come. Thank you. Thank you so much. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Yes, I'm Linda Moon, and I'm concerned that both the substance of the Charter Amendment proposals and the process being used to rush them to the ballot is irresponsible, misleading, and contrary to the best interests of Huntington Beach residents. You have apparently decided to twist the direction and intent of the election code to push the amendments onto the primary election ballot. You failed to follow through, you failed to follow a thorough evaluation and disclosure process to determine the financial costs of enacting the amendments. You congratulate yourselves for saving a small sum by combining 12 vague unrelated measures into three ballot questions when the real intent is to mislead the public as to the actual consequences of the actions. Orange County has one of the most secure and efficient voting systems in the country. Over 80% of the residents of Huntington Beach have been able to confidently vote by mail in the last several elections. Your proposed action to bring city elections under the exclusive control of the city will result in elections being, becoming less rather than more secure. Clearly, your intent is to reduce voter participation as with separate rules, we could no longer vote for city offices along with state and federal offices by mail or at any voting center in the, country, in the county over several days. I hope you'll withdraw these proposals. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Wendy Rencon, I'm here to ask questions. I have three of the proposed charter amendments I have questions for regarding the city conducting the elections. What are the exact reasons that you think the city of Huntington Beach should be running elections? 
What cases can you cite that would disqualify the Orange County Registrar from continuing to run our elections, requiring voter IDs? What examples of voter fraud in HB can you provide the citizens of HB? What cases can the city attorney cite of voter fraud cases prosecuted in HB or the Orange County in the last year, five years, 10 years? How many ongoing cases are currently being prosecuted for voter fraud in HB or the County of Orange? How many HB residents have been found guilty of voter fraud in the last year, five years, 10? How many cases can you cite of voter fraud at a ballot drop-off location? How many cases can you cite of vandalism at a ballot drop-off location? How do you plan to mitigate voter intimidation at the ballot drop-off locations? I've asked you a lot of questions. These have all have been mailed, emailed to you today. I look forward to your answers. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Good evening, City Council members. My name is Carol Dawes, longtime resident of Huntington Beach. Webster's Dictionary defines a non-problem as a situation, person, or thing that does not need attention. In other words, the best way to deal with a non-problem is to do nothing. But some on the council feel it's okay to spend over a million dollars of taxpayer money on non-problems. The most recent example are the expensive charter amendments. And that doesn't even include the cost of one of their most unclear proposals, running city-controlled elections. Spending money on more polling places, poll watchers, cameras, voter IDs for on-site voting makes no sense. For last year's midterm elections in Orange County, about 84% of all voters cast a vote by mail. Huntington Beach members reflect this growing trend. Why more polling sites? One of you even suggested using residences' garages for voting. Back in 2000, for the presidential election, my garage served as a polling place. And to be honest with you, it did feel a little insecure compared to today's current polling sites. It's no surprise that the Orange County Register today published a scathing editorial about our city council's current missteps. Taxpayer money should not be spent Ten on non-problems that stir up hot-button culture wars. Instead, focus on city governance that improves our infrastructure, safety in our homes, walkways and streets. Thank you. And most importantly, Thank make our community more welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Next speaker, thanks for being here. My name is Harry McLaughlin. I'm a resident of Huntington Beach. I'm here tonight to urge the council to reject Charter Amendment Number 1 in its entirety. Nationwide, there has been an ongoing effort to install, instill fear and doubt in the security and legitimacy of our voting process, one of the foundations of our democracy. Fabricated entirely out of whole cloth, it is a ginned-up solution to a problem that does not exist. As a poll worker during our elections, I know firsthand that this is pure baloney based on falsehoods and misinformation. The Orange County Register of Voters is a national model for how the voting process should be carried out. Other states actually send their voting officials here to learn how to improve their own procedures. Please explain to our citizens why this current Republican council majority wishes to exert any measure of local control over a county election model that currently functions quite well without additional local interference. I find it curious that the only election shenanigans pulled off either locally or on a national level are those being attempted by Republicans. Locally in 1988, Garden Grove 
In Garden Grove, Kurt Pringle hired uniformed security guards to intimidate Latino voters entering vote centers. The Republican Party was sued and settled the lawsuit for $40,000. Nationwide, in December 2020, Republican groups from seven states submitted lists of fake so-called alternate electors to the National Archives. These included dozens of local Republican Party leaders, four current seconds. candidates for public office. Um, just drop this. Dumbing down the qualifications for city Kirk position in an effort to enable currently unqualified candidates to run for this position Thank should you. be an obvious red flag to opening Thank the you. door to political. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Greetings, my name is Paula Schaefer. I've been a resident of Huntington Beach for approximately 30 some years. My first comment is these proposed ballot measures should be abandoned. Each is a jumble of different topics. Each is written so vaguely as to be nearly incomprehensible. Who benefits if these are passed? Not the city, not the taxpayers. This entire process has been poorly thought out and seems to be the whims of three newly elected council members. It could cost $1.2 million just for starts. And, and the, un, the un, ongoing costs are not, not identified to date. While the three council members were meeting in June and July, did you forget about the potential budget shortfalls that the city is currently facing? Proposing that the city conduct its own municipal elections is undemocratic and a waste of time and money. Verifying eligibility of voters and monitoring ballot drop boxes will likely meet legal challenges that I predict the city would lose, thus costing the city even more money. Proposing to remove city council members' authority over the city attorney is a complete affront to good government practices. The proposed measure gives the city attorney nearly unlimited legal authority and forbids reduction of his salary or his office's budget by more than 3% without seconds. extraneous measures. Cut your losses and abandon these proposed ballot measures tonight. Thanks for being here. All right. The next 10 speakers, Ken Inouye, Karen Jekyll, Tim Geddes, Mary Kyle, Neil, Amory Hansen, Ryan Messick, Catherine Goddard, Laura Steingold, Brad Berglund. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, good evening, Mayor and Honorable Members of the City Council. My name is Kenny Noway. I lived in the city for over 50 years. One of the things that's bothered me continually over the last six months is the fact that we make decisions about considering the financial impact of those decisions. Many people have stated today they would like to know the exact cost of these additional charter amendment motions. But also, too, I'd like to have by the next meeting some sense of what kind of reserve the city presently has. It seems like we make decisions without really knowing what kind of ability we have to you know, pay for these things that we decide today. So, Mayor, I would respectfully request that we have an accounting of the free unrestricted reserves so that we can kind of place those over to the projected deficits that we know we've planned and so we can make informed and challenging decisions. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Um, my name is Mary Kyle. I'm a 25-year Huntington Beach resident. I oppose all of the proposed city charter amendments. Regarding the changes to our election systems, I have questions. 
Are you counting on support from the OC registrar to conduct local elections? Has the city council contacted them to see if that's possible? It's likely the OC registrar will not support requiring voter ID, so the city will have to manage elections on their own. You propose 12 to 20 voting locations in the city. How will they, how will they be selected? How will security be managed for both, pol for both uh, during polling hours and when the polls are closed for the day? How many days will these voting locations be open? What are the plans to hire and train poll workers? Will they be paid a stipend? How you perform background checks on poll workers? What will this cost the city? What are your plans to hire and train support personnel to answer voter questions, provide language assistance, investigate in real-time election problems such as interference, harassment at drop boxes and polling locations, equipment malfunctions? What will this cost the city? Is the city buying voting machines? How will they be stored? And what security will be provided to ensure that they are not illegally accessed? How will software up updates be managed? How will voting machine malfunctions be managed? What will this cost the city? How many ballot drop boxes will be in the city? How will they be identified? How will their locations be determined? Are they accessible 24 hours Ten a seconds. day? Uh, how will you ensure ballots are secure in the drop boxes and cannot be destroyed? How will you ensure ballots are not deposited after polls close on election day? What will this cost the city? Thank you. I have more city questions. I'll be back. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Good evening. My name is Karen Jekyll, 50-year resident of Huntington Beach, and very proud of it. I am somewhat conservative in most ways, and I have to say that I am shocked. I cannot see the reason for these charter amendments. We don't need to change our voting. It's not broken. I don't see why you are doing this. I also don't see why there's no agenda for this meeting. I mean, you just want to hear us talk? Um, you've heard, I haven't heard anyone support any of the charter amendments yet and what we've been saying. And I think you need to have for these other meetings an agenda that is more specific so that we can speak and not just complain. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Um, good evening, Mayor and City Council. My name is Tim Geddes. These proposed charter revisions are both unnecessary and irresponsible. You have no overwhelming evidence that any of them are needed or demanded by a majority of the community. I also maintain that you have no justification for spending over $1 million to stage a vote that few outside your ideological ilk pressed for. I do have a proposal for you, uh, for you to avoid forcing the taxpayers to shell out $1.2 million for an election which only benefits you. You can put these measures on the primary ballot, but you must spend the 1.2 million from your own funds. <laughs> campaign, campaign or personal, it doesn't matter to me. That would break down evenly to about 300,000 apiece for each of you four council majority members. You may rely on your deep-pocketed partisan special interest donors or your multitudinous mega minions but don't touch a dime of taxpayer funds for your scheme. So how about it? Are you physical, fiscal conservatives who don't want to blow a hole in the city budget but still get your way? Or are you just humbugs and hypocrites out to wreak havoc on our community with money that isn't yours? Ten Which seconds. is it? Thank you for being here. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Hi, Neil, and I'm back again, and I hopefully will continue to be here. But 
I have two items I'd like to address with my reduced time here tonight. First, voting is one of the fundamental rights underpinning our democracy. Challenges to those rights are thus taken seriously and scrutinized closely. Moving elections from the purview of the OC Registrar of Voters to the city creates liability both for the city and potentially for those responsible for conducting the process. This is not something to be taken lightly. Second, this council has devoted to create four special sessions to address these measures to further extend city liability, but remain silent regarding the outstanding housing element and continue violation of the RHNA. Why is the council insistent on exposing the city to further liability at every step? If you really want to spend $1.2 million, there are plenty of city programs that would benefit greatly. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. My name is Mr. Amory Hansen. I rise today to express my support for an additional charter amendment. I urge the city council to consider revising the city charter to require a special election in the event of a council vacancy, except when the councilman's term would soon expire and a general election would be held anyway. This amendment will allow for the people's voice to be heard, regardless of circumstances that may prevent a councilman from continuing to serve. With increasing public interest in our local government, it is important that the people always, we the people, always be able to participate in electing our councilmen and other elected officials. I urge the council to consider adding this charter amendment to an election ballot. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks for being here. My name is Laura Steingold, and I'm a longtime resident of Huntington Beach. I'm here to express my opposition to the proposed changes to the city charter relating to the voting process. Um, first, the proposal to require a voter ID in order to participate in, in an election. Instead of encouraging residents to express their views by participating in an orderly democratic process, in a practical sense, this would deny the right to vote to those residents who may not have the means to meet this requirement or may be intimidated by it. The, propose, um, the proposal to allow poll watchers to be present at ballot drop-off locations is not only costly but unnecessary since there has been no history of drop-off boxes having been damaged or tampered with. These two proposals appear to be designed to do nothing more than limit voting rights. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Hello, I'm Catherine Goddard, and I'm here to ask you to postpone or simply drop these proposed amendments. The reason being there is no clear point to this. Why are we even engaged in this? It appears that three people in the closed meeting came up with some ideas that have now been cobbled together into three yes-no votes with no cohesion in, even in those votes. There's two or three items in each of those blocks that have been proposed. So in the absence of a citizen com committee, uh, committee, I will call it, a committee a, a for charter amendments that would be an exchange of information, we're bound here now by looking at some boxes of information that have been put together by three of the council members and reacting to that. I think the problem is we have the whole process reversed. Let's back up, come up with whatever the issue is you're trying to solve, open, open hearings in a format where there's an exchange rather than we speak, you speak, we speak, and the try to resolve an acknowledged issue. 
That has just simply not been established in this, the $1.2 million when you're telling us that by 2025 we're going to be in a deficit budget makes no sense. Putting it on a primary ballot makes no sense unless you want to assure that there are fewer people turned out for that election. So we have no real clear idea of why this is even coming up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Hi, my name is Brad Berglund. I'm a 37-year resident of Huntington Beach. And uh, I just wanted to uh, kind of talk about what everybody else has been talking about already, kind of the same position. I don't agree with any of these measures. I don't think there should be adjustments to the charter. And uh, that was campaigned on. And now we're getting into this. Um, the thing, you know, a couple of the main things in there, the whole... Uh, kind of dealing with the elections or altering how the elections are done, that's a non-starter. I mean, it's been proven our elections are secure and they were conducted with integrity and there shouldn't be anything more to do with that. And all the other measures in there, um, I don't think that, that they're viable either. Now, um, there shouldn't be, if, if none of these are adopted or this uh, isn't put on the ballot, that's what I'm looking for. If for some reason, after all these discussions that are coming up, uh, something does get put forward, it should not be on the uh, primary ballot. It should always be on the general election uh, ballot so you get bigger voter turnout because people of all political parties, I think, should encourage to have the largest turnout that you possibly can in any election. 10 seconds. So anyways, thank you for your time and I, I encourage that the, all these uh, measures not be passed. Thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Hi, my name is Ryan Messick. I'm a local drug and alcohol counselor, and I worked in the treatment centers in the community. Um, what I've come to find out is that your charter city is a Vatican for organized crime. And some of your hearts are beating right now because you took the money. And I'm filing a suit, a civil and human rights lawsuit against this city and the people on this board and the ones that were playing a part and took the money for this mafia that came into town in January will go to prison. You understand me? I'm pressing charges on the city of Huntington Beach. I'm going to Texas and I'm getting federal lawyers because there's an operation that is involved with the city, the state, the county, the courts, the private institutions, the nonprofits, and it's a handoff from you fools to these mafia men. And it's a monopoly game to you. You have weaponized your privilege and betray your community. And you took an oath. And I took an oath to do no harm. What have you done? You will pay for your trespasses. You understand me? Did Ten you seconds. get it? Ten seconds. Madam right, Clerk, please call the next group. The next 10, Melanie Berglund, Tony Duran, Andrew Einhorn, Kane Durham, Guest PJ, David Reinerson, Jeff LeBeau, Mason Kryenthmiller, I hope I said that right, Lori Kryenthmiller, Bethany Webb. 
Thank you. Thanks for being here. All right. My name is Melanie Berglund, and I'm a longtime Huntington Beach resident. I do not agree with any of these amendments. Um, two in particular, uh, rather confusing to me. If you're putting forth these amendments and you, you're kind of telling the public that you do not believe that the elections are um, just or fair or there's something wrong with it, why would you reduce the qualifications of the city clerk? That one, that's a question that I have for you. Why would you do that? That's the position that you would want to be the most qualified. Um, the other question I have for you also is if you ran on uh, fiscal responsibility, so why are you asking us to pay so much uh, for extra election? It doesn't make any sense to me. That's all I have to say. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm, I'm Tony Duran. I'm a resident, a business owner, executive board member on HB Downtown. And I'm speaking here as an individual. And I've spent my career as a management consulting, working with companies, uh, many dysfunctional companies. And, you know, frankly, I have some concerns right now. There seems to be a lot of uh, heat or uh, friction in the city going on. And, and typically when that occurs, not a lot gets done, and I, and I think, you know, frankly, we all need to embrace uh, each other, that we all have individuality. If this is about inclusiveness, then we absolutely need to respect each other. And uh, people yelling out in the middle of city council meetings and things like that is disruptive, and it's hurting the city, it's hurting everybody. And I think we all ought to, ought to just step up and, and, and change. I mean, you know, frankly, there's some things I like on the charter, some things I don't like. I, I hope that you guys are willing to take a look at it. Uh, you know, as far as election integrity, I'm very concerned about that. It is going to be a big issue, and you watch next year. There's going to be a lot of things going on about election integrity. The state of California required voter ID for the recall of Gavin Newsom. I don't understand why we wouldn't want to have voter ID involved in, in our elections as well. And, and also, you know, frankly, voter ID, your ID is needed for anything, to board an airplane, to rent an electric bike, to do many things in our society. So I don't, I don't see that as being a hindrance. Um, in terms of inclusiveness, I, I really want us to consider um, leaving things the way they are, frankly, but in that regard. Five seconds. Because Sorry. there's a changing demographic of residents and visitors, and I thank you all for your service. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Next speaker, thanks I'm, for being here. I'm Andy Einhorn, Huntington Beach resident. I am thoroughly against all of your recommended changes to the city charter and spending $1.2 million to place this nonsense on the ballot. Let's talk voting. If voter fraud is recognized by the Registrar of Voters, they report this to the Orange County District Attorney and the California Secretary of State. I contacted Bob Page at the Registrar of Voters office, and I quote, I am not aware of the Orange County District Attorney or Secretary of the State charging anyone in the county for fraud since he's been involved. Let's talk medical. Currently, no one is mandating masks or vaccines. There is no need for any local regulations. As a, a health care professional, I would disregard the resolution written by the so-called council member and now epidemiological imposter as total quackery. Don't change the city charter. Don't spend this kind of money on this. Fix our streets solve our water problems, 
Or what about the rising ocean water coming onto PCH north of Sea Point that would stop north to south commerce, school, recreation, transportation? Seconds. Have you contacted Caltrans, State of California, Coastal Commission, or conducted any internal potential solutions to this problem? Can Thank you. Be, to be continued. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Yep. I'm David Reinerson, longtime resident of Huntington Beach. Where to begin? Taking over the election process? First, why? And second, at what cost, especially after threatening to shut down libraries and parks earlier this year because of budget constraints? Followed up by, by voter ID and poll watchers? Again, why? What evidence of voter fraud has been presented? Looks like you're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist except in your own heads. Sounds more like voter suppression and an authoritarian takeover. In fact, it sounds a lot like someone currently facing 91 felony indictments. <laughs> Then there's the city election, official, city official election timing. Again, why? Solving a problem that does not exist and risking a complete loss of administration continuity? For what goal? Reducing the city clerk's qualifications and increasing the term so they qualify for a CalPERS pension after a single term? Is there a specific individual you want to make these changes for? Again, trying to fix something you haven't demonstrated is broken. Sounds like another attempted power grab. Making the city attorney no longer accountable to the city council? If not to them, then who? Or are you just suggesting that the city attorney is king of his own fiefdom? There's more, but you get the idea. Changes to enhance your power, all from council members who ran on a platform of no charter changes. The hypocrisy is simply staggering. Thank you so much. Uh, next speaker, thanks for being here. Good evening. I urge all Huntington Beach citizens and city council to vote no on all of the charter amendments. But tonight, I want to talk about science. I want to talk, talk about charter amendment science. Since you, majority four plus one, our city attorney, actually ran on vote no on charter change on your last campaign and had those great vote no on charter change signs, I was thinking if you still had those vote no on charter amendment signs, maybe we could will and deal. Maybe we could use those signs for this election. <laughs> I mean, you broke your promises made, promises kept vow, by now wanting to change the charter. By the way, we could change those signs to lies made. Watch us do it. These charter amendments are insane, and I hope you vote no. Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. All right. My name is Mason Kraft Miller, and I oppose all of these amendments. At last week's meeting, you were asked about whether voter fraud was an issue in Huntington Beach. Now, I did some research. According to the Heritage Foundation, a conservative group, in 2020, the state of California, with over 22 million registered voters, there were only eight instances of voter misrepresentation or fraud. Of these, none involved in Huntington Beach. In 2021, there was three incidents of fraud, none involved Huntington Beach. In 2022, there was four. There were four incidents of fraud, none involved in Huntington Beach. Um, in 2022, Republicans amended to constructing 50 fake ballot boxes. This was resolved prior 
in the votes being cast. Also, in 2022, 300 ballots were stolen from the post office. And the voters were identified and new ballots were sent out. 10 seconds. From 2020, there were, the, these are all the issues with voting in California. There is no problem in Huntington Beach. Thank you. Thanks for Thank being you. here. Thank you. Thanks, Speaker. Thanks for being here. First of all, I oppose all the amendments, but I'd really specifically like to address the, the best word I've heard today is clickbait. Um, that occurs within the First Amendment. So, you know, people, voting is very sensitive to people. By the way, the state of California already has voter ID requirements and residency requirements. You should read this. It's actually already codified in, in the California Code of Regulations. So there isn't really any necessary additional voter ID or registration that should be required by the city. I'm appalled by the costs, the additional costs that that will create for the citizens of this um, city unnecessarily. However, what appalls me most is that you have voter registration and voter ID, which again is a really hot big button right now, using big words for people, and then you smash that with the almost complete autonomy that you're giving to the city attorney. So I did some research today. I looked at some of the most conservative areas in Florida and Texas. Not a single city attorney would have that level of autonomy. None even in the most conservative areas of this country. Then you add to that the 3% rate that you can, we could be going bankrupt, and yet he keeps his budget. It makes no sense. 10 seconds. So that, simply put, it's clickbait. Let's really rile up the citizens and get them to vote for something that is so shady. I'm an attorney, you give us a bad name. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks, Speaker, thanks for being here, thank you. Yeah, uh, Jeff LeBeau, 37-year homeowner in Huntington Beach, and uh, I'm not going to talk on any specific thing. I, I think the whole idea of what you guys have proposed is, is wrong, just wrong, and you're going to be defeated at the polls whenever it comes up. You're, you're going to lose. You're going to lose badly. So maybe you want to think about what you're putting in front of the public. Because I've never heard, something smells, I've never heard council people voluntarily write, write into the charter that they're giving up oversight over their city attorney. What kind of person gets elected and says, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, I won't touch it now because, uh, you know, I had, the, I had the oversight, but now I can't. Something tells me, I, I'd like to know who wrote these uh, the, these uh, points here, because I, it it, it kind of has some fingerprints over here, and um, I don't think any of the three of you speak that language. I think it's somebody else, and I think we know who it is. And and Rhonda, I want to say your sweater is beautiful. It's a it make it makes it reminds me of tolerance, and that's what this city needs. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Hi, Bethany Webb, 40 plus year resident of Huntington Beach. And I want to thank Casey. Um, Casey, 
you did something that was, I think, out of the blue for a lot of us, and you stood up for all of Huntington Beach. And instead of having this shoved down our throat with no comment, I hope this isn't a one-off. I hope that I don't expect you to agree with everything or vote every way I'm one. I'm not crazy. But if you could look at things the way you looked at this and give everybody a right to an opinion and maybe think a little bit about all of Huntington Beach, because this is not a representation of all of Huntington Beach. This is... Um, most of Huntington Beach is at soccer games or watching Thursday night football, by the way. I'm not super thrilled with this day. But with all that said, if you could continue, I, you're the one person I think that maybe could bring Huntington Beach back together instead of as divided as it is by doing a one-by-one one vote. So thank you for allowing us to have this today. Really quick, I want to say that... Um, we have money issues, and voting isn't one of them. If you Ten seconds. Okay. Voting isn't one of them. Why don't we spend the money where a problem exists instead of where no problem exists? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. All right. Last call for Kane Durham and the remaining speakers, Jeannie Ferens, Diana Lithgow, Terry Rose, Mary Jo Baratish, Rick Brown, Kathy Hawes, Jerry Donahue, Cheryl Browning, Ann Palmer, and Ellen Riley. Thanks for being here. Good evening. Um, I'm Jean Ferens. And uh, first of all, I want to thank everyone who last week expressed their outrage and opposition to the process, especially those supporters of Councilman McKeon, whose concerns were instrumental in convincing this council majority to offer these open meetings. I'm very grateful. So I have some concerns, my primary concern. First of all, I, I'm opposed to all of the amendments. But my primary concern is the bundling of the proposals within the measures. People have talked about, they don't seem to relate. You're forcing the voter to choose to say yes when they're, they're unrelated. That takes away the power of choice, and that's the power of the vote. Um, I also, because of time, uh, I have, just have some questions um, that I would like to have uh, you all consider. Uh, first of all, why does Huntington Beach want to take over the elections? Uh, what is the cost analysis of this? We're working at a deficit, and now we have no idea what it's going to cost. What's the rush? How much money will we have to invest in new election equipment? Who chooses the equipment? What would the annual cost be? Will they eliminate mail-in and paper ballots? Will there only be one day of voting? Who counts the ballots? When and where will ballots be counted? Who will certify the election? Thank you. I'll be back. Next speaker, thanks for being here. So, dear council members Strickland, Vandermark, McKeon, and Burns, my name's Terry Rose. This is the third time I've spoken in the last two months, and I feel like I'm living Albert Einstein's definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I feel the four of you and Michael Gates don't care about the good of the whole. 
only care about your own personal agendas, regardless of the cost to the citizens of Huntington Beach. In all council meetings, the majority of people who spoke, at least three to one because I kept track, were opposed to what you were proposing. But Pat, you said we didn't represent the citizens of Huntington Beach. I beg to differ. In my opinion, you don't represent the citizens of Huntington Beach. Nor do Gracie, Tony, Casey, or Michael Gates. In fact, Pat, I think you should remove the following from your bio on the HB City Council site because in my opinion, it is not true. It says, Council Member Burns is a big believer in volunteerism and the need to place community service before self-service. Is that your idea of a bad joke? And speaking of Michael Gates, he wants to change the qualifications for city clerk so his wife can have the job. How does that serve the rest of us? You four are focusing on things that do not help our city, like you are trying to divert everyone's attention from anyone that might be beneficial and create dissension. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Jerry Donahue, 40 year resident of Huntington Beach. Um, I'm against the voting um, ordinances or amendments. Um, they've been spoken to tonight. Um, what is uh, really disarming to me, the editorial today in the Orange County Register, which is a conservative newspaper, and Mr. Mayor, the last lines in there, quote, he is responsible for this descent into madness. Thou, those are strong words. And Mr. Mr. Mayor, at the last meeting, I, I expressed confidence in you that you had the political savvy to kind of pull us out of this polarization. And I still think you have that ability. Please use that wisely. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Mayor. Diana Lithgow, Huntington Beach citizen, <clears throat> resident for 41 years. Thank you very much for hosting these four sessions. I do appreciate you doing that. It really helps people feel like we're being listened to. Um, three quick questions. <clears throat> Why are the city tax dollars going to voting security measures? Um, Neil Kelly said that we were awarded the ISO 9000 certification for Orange County voting security. Private corporations seek that out to be able to be able to talk to their um, consumers, their customers, showing how responsible they are. And to be able to get that is a perk for us. And to then say we need to have something above and beyond that, I can't imagine that we could even go there. So I don't think we need to be thinking about spending those kind of dollars. And I think that if we do try to do our own, it's gonna be challenged and that's even more dollars wasted. Secondly, I do not want to decrease the city <clears throat> clerk uh, standards since unqualified clerks can cost mistakes. Look at Kentucky, now they're having to pay a lot of money because their unqualified deci decisions were made and costing the city a lot. I don't want to waste those dollars. And then lastly, why are we making it easier to cancel city council meetings? Um, it should only be canceled if there's a quorum to not seconds. being met. So I'd like to keep that so we can have all of our voices heard and not have things be canceled on us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Uh, good evening, Mayor and City Council members. My name is Mary Jo Beretich. I'd like to state that in my opinion and the opinion of numerous people who spoke at the last City Council meeting, the prospect proposed eight 
changes in the city card, uh, charter are unnecessary and basically irresponsible. The, the way they are presented causes one voter on a combination of two or more separate unrelated issues with a yes or a no. If anything, these should be separate ballot measures if you're going to present them. It is felt that the taxpayers are being built for at least $1.2 million with no evidence or justification. As presented, the, es the estimated cost for each is around $300,000, plus whatever additional costs the city might occur. As far as changing the voting to city controlled, our government needs to look at ways to do more voting participation and not tinker with voter access to cast a ballot in California. Voter participation is a major issue in our democracy. Your proposal dilutes participation is wrong for the voters in Huntington Beach. It is also felt that the city council majority is acting both arbitrarily and autocratically in a direct opposition to the community wishes and civic seconds. norms. All four members of the new city council conservative majority ran on a platform opposing city amendment measures. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks so much. Hello, I'm a 40-year resident of Huntington Beach, and I am in favor of the charter amendment to require ID for voting in Huntington Beach. ID is required for a myriad of life events, and why is such a solemn and important event like voting an exception? Thank you, Mayor Strickland, Council People Vandermark, Burns, and McKeon for bringing this important item up for our consideration, our discussion, and having an adult event we, the citizens and residents of Huntington Beach, want desperately our rele uh, elections to be clear and accurate as possible. No one who is a legitimate resident or citizen has any pause to show an ID for legitimate purposes. For those who would say that some candidates campaign, uh, campaigned against charter amendments, let's be clear here. When problems arise, adults look at the new events and they go for solutions. People uh, did not dream that illegal residents, new arrivals off the boat, or dead people would be voting in the last election, and yet that happened. So we are appalled at that. There is proof, and that's your opinion. Now the situation has changed, and it needs to be addressed. And we can discuss it all together without calling names or uh, being juveniles with uh, our ugly comments about people. 10 seconds. Let's stop arguing about these important things. We want our city to be the best it can be. It's not Republican, it's not Democrat, it's not conservative, and it's not leftists. Let's Thank just you. be citizens. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Hi, my name is Ann Palmer, 30 plus year resident of Huntington Beach. I want to thank the uh, council for having a public hearing on the charter amendments. I think that's a great process. Um, I also would like to, as of today, recommend what may be uh, an addition. When we wanted to um, inform residents of certain issues in the city, we were asked to stand away from the door on the plaza um, at least 10 feet, and we did so. Tonight I came in, and in the lobby there was a petition um, collection to vote against everything on the amendment, uh, every amendment on the agenda. So. I don't mind people having other opinions, but I take exception with 
having somebody in the lobby of a public building. I think that's wrong. If it needs an amendment, then please look into that. Uh, I do support uh, 2344 Section 5, strongly support restricting our city from acquiring property other than that designated for parks or public spaces that would restrict or eliminate generation of property taxes. Uh, local elections, I actually uh, am interested in looking at local elections because I think we strongly need neighborhood polling places. I don't think there's anybody in our city that can't get an ID that needs to vote. Ten but seconds. I do think um, that they need to get to the polls. And finally, another charter amendment on the housing. I think we need to eliminate some of the exceptions for development. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Good evening, Mayor Strickland and members of the City Council. Thank you for this forum so that we can address these issues. I support the charter amendments. I particularly have been concerned for a number of years about voter ID. I've heard many times people get to the polls and be told, oh, no, sorry, you've already voted, and they haven't. And I've often felt that I would like to be asked for identification to prove who I am so that I know that somebody else is not voting for me. I am very disturbed by weeks-long voting and mail-in voting. I am much more in favor of a single day for voting. I think it cuts down on the potential for voter fraud. Huntington Beach has been very fortunate not to have had voter fraud in the past, and I think that's great. But taking additional measures to keep my vote safe, I think, is something worth doing. And I strongly support voter ID. And although I don't plan to use mail-in ballots, if I were to drop my mail-in ballot in a box, I would like to have it watched carefully so that I know that somebody's not taking it. People have put things in there. They try to destroy the votes of the, the citizenry. I would want additional um, protections for my vote. So I support these amendments. I appreciate what you're doing. And I also would like to remind people that may have forgotten that the city attorney Ten works seconds. for the people of the Huntington Beach, not for the city council. The city council directs the city attorney on behalf of the people of Huntington Beach who elected the council. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Next speaker, thanks for Good being evening, here. Good evening, Mayor and city council members. I want to talk about uh, voter ID. I think it's really important. It's something that's, I think, pervasive around the country, that we do not have integrity in our voting system. And I think there needs to be some safeguards put into place. I think when you go to the bank, you go to the airports, you go on a cruise ship, you're showing your ID. And there's a reason for that. We need to understand who's who in, this, in the United States and where we're going places, and especially when we're voting. And that's a, that's a fundamental right. In fact, in uh, 1870, President Grant initiated the 15th Amendment, and it says the right of citizens of the United States to vote. Citizens. So how do you know if someone's a citizen if they're not showing their ID? They just walk up and vote, and that's okay? I don't think so. Secondly, the 26th Amendment in the United States in 1971 lowered the voting age to 18 years old. Again, how do you know how old they are if they just walk up and vote? It's a big issue, right? As of, as of August 2023, there's 34 states in the United States that ask for voter ID. So this is not something that's unprecedented, and it's just here in Huntington Beach. It's something that's it's a safeguard that's really important. That's why banks have it, and that's why airports have it, and that's why cruise ships and everywhere else, you have to show ID. There's a reason for that. So lastly, I think it's uh, brave that you stepped up. Ten seconds. 
There's always going to be some issues and people pushing back, but I think this is important because I think voter integrity is really important, not only here in, here in Huntington Beach, but across the country. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Yes, hello. My name is Ellen Riley. My concern is a bit more global. It includes the charter, but it's more global. And it's the feeling that this council is not looking to find out what are the needs of the citizens, the needs of the concerns of the citizen from the bottom up. Uh, I, I don't know of any people who have been, you know, begging to have the charter reviewed. Um, number two, all. None of your proposals, none of them lately, have come from the people in a bottoms-up fashion, which is the way it should. People should give input for what we need in Huntington Beach. And to that end, you went and eliminated all the commissions which, would, which best are, are best capable of developing proposals on, on building, on finance, on public safety. You eliminated all those commissions and made yourself members of the representatives of them. Um, so and finally, I just feel like the basic duties of the citizen you sh are, are, are not what you're, you're, you care about or are proposing. They have not come from the bottom up. The basic duties of city councils are roads, um, public safety, conservative spending, um, and, and crime, and, and water. Uh, nothing that it, it, you haven't brought any of that up in terms of the charge. Ten seconds. Thank you. Thanks for being here. That concludes public comments. Okay. Um, so on my agenda, it, it goes down to adjournment, but um, from here. But people, well, signed we'll up, people signed up to speak after. Well, but what I would like to do is the presentation again. Um, so the community maybe came late to see, again, the process of today, but the next three weeks so the uh, community knows what to expect in the next three meetings after today. Uh, good evening, Mayor, members of the City Council. Tonight we'll be kicking off the first of four special meetings to discuss the charter and any potential amendments to the March 5th statewide primary election. So before um, Council begins its deliberations and discussions, a little bit of background. Um, so a charter is, especially, is akin to the U.S. Constitution. It's a foundational document that really lays out the framework for how a city works. It's not really meant to lay out all the finer details, but it's really um, to provide some big picture policies about how we want to govern as a city. Um, charter cities have the authority to establish many of their own rules and regulations based on their local needs, local culture, um, giving them more autonomy and flexibility to govern themselves. And approximately 121 out of 482 California cities have a charter, and the rest are general law cities. So the first recognized Huntington Beach Charter was established in the 1930s, and since then it's been amended about 16 times uh, to reflect some of the evolving priorities that um, the community and would see over time. Um, all of the charter amendments must be approved by the majority of voters at an election. And so, what has happened since then? Our charter that stands today was last amended in 2010, and the last completed review was back in 2021 and 2022 by the Charter Revision Citizen Committee, which recommended several amendments to the City Council. Those amendments went to Council, who considered them, 
Um, they selected a few of them, added a few more, and placed them across three ballot measures on the November 2022 general elections. Uh, it should be noted all three measures were defeated at the polls. Timeline leading up to today since the last completed charter review. In June, on June 6th, um, City Council formed the Charter Review Ad Hoc Council Committee and um, to recommend charter amendments for the upcoming statewide primary elections in March. Throughout the summer, the committee worked with the city attorney to prepare seven amendments that were considered by council on August 1st. The council approved all seven amendments, added three more, and directed the city attorney to prepare all materials to place the items on the March ballot. In August 2023, the city attorney's office prepared all the required materials to place the amendments across three measures. And on September 5th, council engaged in some good discussion about each of the ballot measures, and then they voted ultimately to hold these special meetings to gather more public input before any final decisions were made. So that's where we're at today. Uh, we are hosting the first of four special meetings to gather public feedback tonight before any decisions are made. So again, here's the charter review process. Um, over the next four meetings on September 14th, 21st, 28th, and October 5th, um, City Council will engage in some discussion over the charter, gather public input, and consider what amendments that should be placed on the March ballot. The community is absolutely invited to attend every meeting, provide public comments before and after, after discussion. And tonight, um, September 14th, Council will really be just taking input from the public and trying to understand what the public needs or would like regarding the charter. Similarly, at the next meeting on September 21st, council will continue to engage in, in discussion um, and receive uh, feedback and recommendations, not only from the public, but also from staff. Staff will make sure to bring as much fiscal and other impact analyses as possible so that you can have a um, fully informed discussion. And at that time, council will also make some recommendations on what they believe should be in the charter. And this is really an opportunity to fine tune some of those amendments. And at the third meeting, council will consider the amendments using straw votes to figure out which ones would be on the March ballot. There could be some discussion as well. Maybe some of the amendments would go on a future ballot. Maybe some of the amendments can be handled with other legislative tools like ordinances and resolutions, but that will all be discussed over these four meetings. In the last meeting um, on October 5th, council will review the ballot measure materials for the March 5th election and conduct formal votes to place them on the ballot. Council will then identify city representatives to prepare the impartial analyses and arguments and rebuttals. And again, this is the meeting where all those resolutions that you had seen on September 5th, similar ones would be brought back to reflect some of the input that was gathered during this four meeting session. December 8th is listed on there because that is the uh, registrar of voters absolute drop dead deadline to provide all of those materials to them in order to make that March ballot. But again, our goal is to um, finish on October 5th so that gives staff plenty of time to gather all the materials so that we're not racing against the clock. And March 5th, that's the big day. Uh, residents will vote on the charter amendment ballot measures. If any of them are approved, they will be incorporated into the charter after the county certifies the election results. That takes roughly a month or so. And that's it. That's my presentation for tonight.
Any questions from members about process? I think the agenda basically states that there's a bit of a discussion to occur, no? including the slide. And council will discuss potential amendments based on feedback received from the audience. And the item actually says discussion of potential charter amendments. That's administrative. That's what we just heard. Um, no, we just heard public comment. We haven't. No, heard we just heard the administration on the uh, on what's coming up in the next four weeks. That was that presentation right. you just saw. But on slide uh, on the agenda, that's what that is. But on slide six, it states that after staff will provide a charter overview and the steps to require to amend it, and then afterwards, council will discuss potential amendments based on feedback received. Right. And the heading of the amendment. So I came prepared to discuss. Charter amendments. Are you ready to go home? No. That, today, today was just a today was just a, a pure a pure uh, listening session. That's if, not what's in the agenda. That's not what's in the staff presentation. That's not the understanding. I got childcare tonight to come down and work here for an hour and twenty minutes. City attorney. I mean, city attorney. Uh, you look well, at the agenda. That's what we put down on the agenda. Yeah. So um, I I didn't prepare the agenda. Um, so I, I don't have any comment. I mean, beyond what, I mean, it's the mayor's meeting on the one hand, and then the agenda uh, does have a note for discussion. It, it's not really a legal issue, it's agenda. Yeah, okay. So. I mean, uh, the thought of today was just to get input and then bring next, next week, we're going to get more input and then bring ideas. Um, and then each council member will then discuss the different ideas coming from the, from the community. And at that point, next week, we will uh, discuss in detail a lot of these amendments that we're talking about. And then the third week, then that's when we start doing voting. So that's, that's, that's what we're going to be doing. So, Mr. Mayor, you had seen, it, it, you it, saw this agenda, you saw the staff presentation. It's been up for 48 hours. Yeah, no, could I have had a supplemental communication. Correct me. I showed up to work tonight. Okay. Well, again, tonight I'll was a listening to session. Tonight? tonight was a listening session. That's not clear in anything, any memo, okay. any staff comments, anybody. I got no, no information on this. I got childcare tonight. I spent last night and the week before reviewing what happened in the last well, 75 I, I, years of this. I thought it was important to listen tonight. And I then, did too. Okay. We listened to 34 speakers for an hour and 20 no, minutes. Council. Council, council member, we're, we're going to do the process, and the process is next week. Uh, be prepared for next week, then. I should. That's not what was agendized, Mr. Mayor. This is, you're wasting the public's time if we're not able to actually deliberate and discuss what folks said tonight while it's fresh. So we're going to have everybody come back again next week and talk about it? Yeah. Like, there, yeah. were salient uh, tonight, points, again, there were salient points made there, tonight. If there was a miscommunication, but that's not what we had for tonight. Where, do, how, how, is it, how is anyone supposed to know that? Okay. I, got, I had no communication from the mayor or from staff that this was a listening session. I read what was in the staff report and okay. the presentation and came prepared to do work tonight. All right. Well, uh, that's where I, I decided you could appeal the uh, ruling of the chair if you like. I'm the chair. That's what we're going to do. You have an opportunity to appeal the ruling of the chair. If you I mean, like. there's three people here, right? We've got six people to do things. Right, and you need a majority in order to overrule the, the, uh, the chair. So let me ask Mr. McKeon, was this what you anticipated as having public conversation and input where we sit around, yeah, for, an hour, was... we sit around for an hour and 20 minutes? You were here sure. for almost a year listening to public comment, working through this process, going through every section of the charter. Right. And tonight we're going to hear from 34 people and go home? Again, the, the goal is these four meetings was to maximize public participation. So, so tonight, tonight, 
was a goal for residents to come up, opine whether they like some things, they don't like some things, walk through the process, give them another chance to come up and opine if they like some things, they don't like some things. We go back as a deliberative body, we go back as a deliberative body ourselves, take all their, their, all their feedback, decide amongst ourselves. Me personally, I heard some good things tonight that I liked. Like gonna, what? Again, this is the process. You asked me a question. Again, you asked me a question. We have, we have four meetings. We went through the cadence to get it right. So I'm trying to maximize public Wait, participation, well, but you ask, I'm answering your question. I understand. This is what happens when you make what, stuff what, up as you go along. This is what happens. Nobody understands what's supposed to happen. We, we laid out a process. Like, there's, a, there's items on the agenda, or items that were presented at the last meeting that need financial analysis. We're going to lose a win. We're going to get that financial analysis. Why don't we direct staff to do that right now? They already know that they're coming back. And if you listen to the presentation, they're going to come back with financial analysis on all, on all the items that we, why not that we discussed. Them, why not give them a week's head start? They already, they already know. They already just told you that they're going to come back with the financial analysis. I... I don't know if that's... It, is that correct? I thought I heard you correctly. You're coming back with financial analysis on all the items. We are committed and prepared to bring right. that back. Exactly. On, on all By the way, are you, are, you, are you prepared to do that tonight? We don't have those exact I didn't think right so. Now. That so wasn't that's what I was asking. Reason. That wasn't what I was asking. I was saying that there are... because Again, Councilman, we we're not going to keep going back and forth have here. We started we're not going to go back and forth. Over? You have an opportunity to appeal the motion of the chair. Well, let's you go ahead and do it. that. I'll make a okay. motion to appeal. Actually, I'm going to make a motion to adjourn all charter discussion and eliminate the last meetings and remove this from the agenda completely for going forward. I think we should abandon this process, this entire charter process, and amending and putting anything on the ballot in March. Okay, and that's my you motion. make that motion. And I want to make a friendly um, amendment to your motion that we do it with the Charter Review Commission the way it was done last time, if we're going to do anything. If you accept that friendly, I think it's a secondary. I think it's a second motion. I think that this process. I think that there are substantial changes that were discussed in the last time, and micro changes that just clean up the charter and change language um, that actually Mr. McKean was in support of, and all of his straw votes going through. Um, so I, I think my motion stands as I think we should abandon the entire process, not re-agendize any of the, the previous uh, things that came out of the ad hoc committee, and completely abandon this amendment process. Unless uh, charter, I guess I guess that's the friendly amendment. Unless a charter review commission is formally called that has members of the community and goes through the charter uh, starting um, at the at the beginning, effectively. Because I know we've already done the work and, and previously could work on that, but at this point to have us sit here for an hour and a half um, to listen to the public, which is great, and I've, I appreciate that, but then to do no work on that input is, I think, a waste of this council's time. But I think if you look at the what I second the, that, by the way. I think just, what, real quick, on the, before you guys vote on it, I think what we're, the goal is to, to maximize public participation. I mentioned at the beginning of the meeting that when I was on the Charter Commission, we had very few people that actually came to the meeting and spoke. Just tonight alone, we've had triple the amount of people that ever came over that whole six, eight-month process. By us doing this, we elevate the, the attention to this critical matter. And so over four meetings, we're trying to maximize public participation. This is the intake meeting where we hear from all the residents. We come back, and then we start dissecting it, formulating it, answering all their questions, have facts, have details, have costs, financial implications. This banner back and forth, you're limiting the public's participation. They're going to get another chance after hearing all this, the process, how the next four meetings are going to go, to now go, hey, I, I think on the next meeting, you guys should address this. We're, again, we're, we're incentivizing 
public participation. That's the goal for tonight. I don't understand the issue. So, uh, I have Clark, a comment. Clark, I have a comment. <laughs> you will be removed. If you shout like that, you will be removed. Okay? So, again... Can I, can I, can I, can I, I Yes, you can sign up for the post. Go ahead. Um, clerk. I, I actually had a we comment. We have a motion. We have a motion and a we second. Have, we have Go a ahead. comment? Thank Council you. Yes, yeah, so I appreciate and I apologize that I wasn't here earlier. I missed or was at my child's back to school night and missed half of it to arrive now. So it's unfortunate to hear that we're not going to actually do what we said we were going to do. I appreciate staff mentioning um, that they're going to be working on the financial analysis because I wasn't here and I do apologize. Um, is the city attorney also ready to be bringing back the legal analysis on everything? We are prepared to opine on... I don't want opining. I'd like a formal legal analysis. Is that going to be provided? Okay. Which I asked for at the last meeting. So yeah, written legal opinion would be appreciated and that's what's being requested. And then also, um, in addition to the financial analysis, will there be a response from the OC Registrar of Voters regarding the items as well? with regards to um, the capacity for the city to be running its own election. I'm assuming that those, and actually before I even ask that too, um, the challenge with not actually having uh, charter amendments here to review, there's nothing here on our notes. We haven't presented any charter amendments except for from the last meeting. So I don't know what the people are actually going to be reviewing because I thought we were gonna bring those forward tonight and then perhaps bring additional items forward. That way the next time people are here, they could actually talk about those items. Is that, was I? No, the next meeting is when you uh, and all the council members are bringing up items that you might want to do charter form. So each member, bring your ideas with you. Um, okay. We're gonna hear again. So we'll skip that um, part for tonight. Okay, um, and then, sorry, city clerk. Well, first of all, the, vote, the registrar of voters, they don't have to provide any information on any of this. They don't know what information to provide, first of all. Our office is, of course, working to find out what it would cost to set up, you know, uh, local elections here in our city if indeed you choose to move forward on the voter ID item. But I will say this, Mayor, the term on the agenda says discussion. It doesn't say presentation of information. It says discussion. And many people have called to inquire about the 90-second front and back opportunity to speak tonight, and I think that they were thinking you guys were going to have a meeting and discuss these items, and I'm sorry it doesn't work out that way in My, your view, but that's what but so, I think the public expected so, tonight. Okay, well, to answer your, to answer your then, there's a, then there was a miscommunication from the city clerk to the city manager's office. I was crystal clear about the, I was crystal clear about what we were doing tonight. And uh, I looked at discussion. Uh, I thought it meant presentations. So my fault, because it looked that way. But I was very crystal clear with the city manager. And I was very crystal clear. So maybe a better communication from the city manager to the city clerk's office will be important. <laughs> the last council meeting, I think it was pretty clear, too, which was the way that it reads here and not apparently the way that you communicated it offline. So there has to be a better communication. And is the city attorney prepared to have the district attorney and the attorney general opine on whether they're interested in dealing with any investigatory or human, rela human resources issues? Because we're, ask because we're creating a charter amendment here 
that states that all investigations in elected officials, including potentially sexual harassment claims, would be referred to the district attorney or the attorney general. Do they have capacity or even authority to do any of that? And can we have them send in letters? We'll, we'll address that when the okay. Because I just I don't want to like set them up to do something and then we find out that there is no way they don't either have staff or resources or legal authority to do any of that. So if we can have letters from them on letterhead, that'd be great. So, um, Madam Clerk, I believe there's a motion and there's a second, so call the roll. All right, so we're going with Mr. Kalmick's motion and seconded by Bolton. Councilmember Kalmick? Aye. Mosier? Aye. Vandermark? No. Strickland? No. McKeon? No. Bolton? Aye. Measure fails. It motion needs majority. Fails. So, um, okay. Uh, City Clerk, do you have anybody signed up to speak after? Yes, we have a list of people, so I'm just okay. going to go ahead and call the names that um, requested to speak before and after, mm -hmm. and um, if you're not interested in speaking, just don't approach the podium. That's the best way I can handle this, all right? Thank you. So, the first 10 speakers, Shami D., Meg Robinson, Linda Moon, Wendy Rincon, Ken Inouye, Karen Jackal, Tim Geddes, Mary Kyle, Catherine Goddard. Thank you. Hello. Uh, you know, I have to say, first of all, Mayor, you it's, are a ceremonial mayor. And I don't think that you it's realize that. Please turn on your mic. Okay, I'll start again. Thank you. I want to remind you, in the city charter, you're very clear clearly called out as a ceremonial mayor, not a strong mayor, not an elected mayor. So I think you're being a bully, and I don't like bullies. Uh, I think that you are cowards. You're afraid to tell us. You're afraid to give us answers. You don't have any explanations. You can't answer any of the questions about the logistics. Let's set money aside. How, how are you going to set up the elections? How, what kind of equipment are you going to buy? Where are the polling places going to be? What's the criteria for selecting a polling place? Who are the poll workers going to be? Who's going to create the procedures for training the poll workers? Is there going to be security at the polls? How long, how many days are we going to vote? Is it from seven to seven? Will people who work days not be able to vote? Will people who work on the weekend not be able to vote? Uh, these are all things that you should have thought through. And that was what I thought we would hear tonight. We would get a little bit of meat on the bones. All we hear from you guys are vast claims, and it's just what you want. What we want is answers. And don't try and blame it on the staff or say, oh, I don't have the numbers. There's a Ten whole seconds. lot of questions that we want to have answered that you should have thought through, and you can answer, but you won't. Thank you. Thanks so much. Next speaker, thanks for being here. Mayor Strickland, you are a master at gaslighting. We were all here at last week's meeting. You're now blaming the city manager and the city clerk for what you are trying to articulate didn't happen. You said that we would have three minutes last week. You did. We'll all go back on the video Please and do. we'll look at that. I will, don't worry. Um, secondly, why would I have another 90 seconds after I spoke the first 90 seconds if you're not going to discuss anything? That's, I 
think we all deserve an answer right now. Like, what is the reason for me to be speaking again? You already heard me speak. If you're not discussing anything, why do you want to hear me run my mouth again? City what is attorney, the answer? City attorney, can I answer that? What? Please, why? They're, why? They're, no, because I've been instructed that I can't answer in, during public comment. That's why I'm asking the city attorney. They are, they are public comments. Okay. Okay. Be happy to talk to you. So, uh, uh, I will, again, I did email those questions. I look forward uh, to your answers. Thank you. Next speaker. Well, my name is Kenny Nelway, 50-year resident of Huntington Beach, and I'm very glad we had this meeting because two things did come out. You made a lot of accountants out of the people here in the audience. I think one of the things that was really clear was people want to know what the price tag of this adventure is going to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a fair request. Mm -hmm. And I think that we should all know that as well as the status of our, of our reserves. The other thing that I was very, very happy to hear was that the city attorney has agreed to give an, an opinion on the legality of these particular missions as well. I'm very glad because I think that's something we all need to know in advance so that we can avoid future litigation that may be caused by our actions today. And Mayor, I want to thank you for the opportunity to meet with you today mm -hmm. and express my thoughts that I really think the city should be dealing with issues that need to be addressed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Next speaker, thanks for being here. I'm Karen Jekyll. And um, as I said before, I think we need to be clearer on agendas. And I also wish to add that I would like to see ad hoc committees that include all seven of the city council members, not, full, not the four majority. I want to see everyone involved. We have some good expertise in all the people on the council, and they all need to be able to have a voice, not just four. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Mary Kyle. Um, I'd like to address a comment that uh, Councilmember McKeon said, but this is a forum for public input, so you can consider it going forward with the Charter Amendment. This is an input. It's like 39 people speaking. Real input is going to be an ad hoc committee that includes all council members and members of the community to sit down and draft out a real Charter Amendment. Um, so, but to continue, I still oppose all of the proposed amendments. Um, I still have questions about the election system. Um, to continue, what are your plans to retrieve ballots that have been dropped at drop boxes managed by the OC Registrar? Do you plan to throw those ballots out? What is the cost of print and mail ballots? What sort of ballot tracking will you provide? The OC Registrar allows voters to receive notification when their ballots have been mailed and when the completed ballots have been received and counted at the Registrar's office. Will mailed-in ballots be signed on the back of the envelope? How you verify those signatures? How much will it cost to obtain samples of voter signatures? What are your ballot curing positions, procedures for if, for example, mailed-in ballots are missing a signature or the date, or the signature no longer matches the one on file? Uh, what are your plans for same-day voter registration? What are your plans for provisional voting? Will voter information be stored electronically? I assume yes. 10 where, seconds. Where will that data be stored? How will you guarantee its security? And who will have access to the data? Um, what are your plans to have members of the public observe ballot processing? Um, thank you. I have more. I'll thank be back. you. Next speaker, thank you. Um, good evening once again. My name is still Tim Geddes. For the benefit of uh, late coming uh, council member Natalie Mosier, welcome. 
Uh, approximately 35 of 40 speakers in public comments opposed the proposed charter revisions and criticized the city council majority for foisting a jumbled and juvenile pack of messed up measures on us. I urge the city council to get its act together for the next meeting and to take some real action on uh, public comments into consideration. Council McKeon, I think you have the feedback you are looking for. You need to, now, you need to act. Uh, we need answers with facts and figures. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks so much. Good evening, my name is Paula Schaefer. I have a few observations and then I have a few comments. The vast majority at the last city council meeting, because I tracked them, were vastly opposed to the ballot measures. 34 of 39 people tonight were opposed to it. The majority of the supplemental comments that were provided for the agenda were opposed to it. I think you have your feedback if you would just listen. One, why were the, tw why were the 2022 uh, charter amendments on the general election ballot, and why are these being jammed through to the primary ballot? Why? I, we want answers, and we hope that we get answers next week. Two, who benefits from these charter amendments? I don't think it's the city, and I don't think it's the city taxpayers. And three, my suggestion is cut your losses, abandon these measures tonight. Thank you. Okay. I'll call the next. I'll call the next ten: Tony Duran, Kane Durham, David Reinerson, Jeff LeBeau, Bethany Webb, Jean Ferens, Diana Lithgow, Terry Rose, Mary Jo Baratish. I'm Linda Moon. I was on the last list, and there's been some. First of all, I'm a 49-year resident of Huntington Beach, and I'm I'm embarrassed by this process. I have been involved with city politics for as long as I've lived here. I've observed councils go through the charter amendment process in a deliberate and thoughtful fashion. I never thought I would see this kind of circus. And you know, this is really an embarrassment. There's been some statements made tonight regarding voter integrity. And I think a lot of people in the audience and maybe on the caius do not understand the voter process in Orange County. The Registrar of Voters has a very thorough website. I suggest that you go to it. They also, the Registrar of Voters also conducts tours, and they will give you a very detailed explanation of how they proceed with the balloting process and why ballots are secure. Now, the reality is that ballots in Orange County are over 80% by mail both Republicans and Democrats and no party preference and others have taken advantage of that process. It requires a signature. All of those signatures are matched. My signature got challenged a few years ago because I registered to vote 40 some years ago in Huntington Beach. So, you know, if you really are concerned about Thank voter you. integrity, Thank you. go there. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks so much. Hi, again, I'm Tony Duran. I'm a resident, business owner, executive board member, HB Downtown. I'm here speaking on my own. Um, we could do better. I mean, there's no doubt. I, as a city and a city council, we absolutely can do better. I know that, too, and, and I'm willing to help in any way possible. 
Yeah, I've always stayed out of politics. My brother's a, John Duran's the mayor of West Hollywood. Um, but nevertheless, you know, I'm not affiliated with any political party. You know, frankly, I'm American, and that's, part, that's the party I belong to. But uh, if there's any way I can help uh, at all with the situation, I'm glad to do that. Also, in the e-bike situation, too, I've reached out to Casey and to Pat. I'd be glad to help you guys with the e-bike situation because we have to address that. So thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Dave Reinerson, um, just a couple comments. I think, as other folks have said, you've gotten a pretty good supply of feedback if you're listening. Number two, you either misled us or you had a very how should we say, unprepared way of approaching this meeting. You had to split our discussion time into before and after with nothing in between. What was the point of doing that? We were expecting to hear you guys respond to our feedback, and then we would have a chance to give you more feedback based on that response, and you basically listened to us and then said, well, that's it, we're done, let's go home. Which was very much not what we were expecting, and it also, frankly, is a waste of time both yours and ours, and, and frankly, you, you, look, you look like a bunch of junior high school people conducting the meeting. I mean, I've, I've seen student councils do better jobs than this, so I'm, I'm actually embarrassed for you and for us that this is the way our meetings devolve. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Hello again, I'm Terry Rose, and I just have two comments. The first has to do with the changes to the Dignity Doctrine. I feel that changes to the dignity doctrine will allow and maybe even promote hate crimes. My second comment has to do with the treatment of Councilmember Moser at the last meeting, which really just was appalling to me. So I just want to say that from my perspective, it's Councilmember Gracie Vandermark who should be removed from the City Council, and here's why. 2018 headline, Gracie Vandermark, peddler of racist conspiracy, runs for school board in Huntington Beach. Gracie removed from two school district panels after referring to African Americans as colored people. School board member Gina Clayton Tarvin warned constituents about her pitch to voters. Quote, Gracie Vandermark is not the right fit to hold public office, especially one involving young children, unquote. In another article, she said, Gracie that is, this meeting was being ran by elderly Jewish people who were in there, Vandermark wrote in a now deleted, now deleted comments. The colored people were there doing what the elderly Jewish people instructed them to do. The remarks signaled familiar racist and anti-Semitic trope. With her online comments and alt-right associations coming into sharper focus, the Weasley, the Weekly reported that Vandermark curated a Holocaust host. YouTube playlist chock full of anti-Semitic comment that's since been deleted. Again, I suggest that uh, Council Member Vandermark be the person removed from this council. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks so much for being here. Yes, um, I had some questions, but uh, most of the questions have been asked. I hope that you paid attention. Um, I began by stating that I was really uh, thankful to all of those who objected to the process last week, and I paid special thanks to Mr. Councilman McKeon and his supporters, and also to you, Councilman, for having the integrity to actually share that. You didn't have to. You could have done what, we, what, they, what the others have been doing to us all along. You could have kept quiet and let us go on our way. Now we have been exposed to, uh, unfortunately, after we came here expecting to be able to give our comments, to have a discussion, which was the, you know, hearing what that input did, and then it was there, it was written, it was publicized, 
and the mayor then says there was a misunderstanding, I'm sorry. There was no misunderstanding. I, for one, feel insulted. And I think others here feel insulted, too. You really want our input? You can't convince me from what happened tonight. I, I am really sad, greatly saddened, with this council and with the four of you who never, ever want to listen to anything that anyone but you are saying. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Next speaker. Can we agree that you will put together an um, agenda and that you will follow the agenda? I do want to point out, again, what everybody else has, that the idea that there was 90 seconds and then 90 seconds with nothing in the middle. I think there's a, uh, what do you call it, a wish sandwich? You might have to be older to understand that, but I wish our sandwich had some meat in it. So maybe next time, if you could, in a timely manner, put together documentation on the legalities, what, what the costs, exact verbiages of what we're going to do, put that in the agenda, have papers that you can publish online or pass out to us so that we can go over it so we actually are not all sitting around talking about nothing, because that's what it feels like we're talking about. Give us your, I'm sure you guys were prepared as you were tonight and put together fiscal impacts, implementation impacts, legal impacts of this. So if we could have all of that in writing, that would be really good and an agenda that does not get changed. So that's it for me today. I'm madly glad you're here. Okay. Last call for Jeff LeBeau and the next speakers, Diana Lithgow, Mary Jo Baratish, Rick Brown, Kathy Hawes, Ann Palmer, Neil, Libby Froelichman, Lori Cranfmiller, Crayon, Zachary Stevens, Ellen Riley. Diana Brinkley, that's it. So everyone has already said what I was going to say, which is 90 minutes with, you know, two 90-minute periods with nothing in between. Really? Makes no sense. But I would like to address something that happened at last week's meeting. I was one of the people who stayed here until 3 o'clock in the morning to listen to you discuss all the largely meaningless amendments and various things on your agenda. Pat Burns, in defense of Grand, uh, Gracie, um, actually quoted Goebbels the architect of the Holocaust, in her defense. And not a single one of you, not even the people who I really support, Council McCalmick, Mosier, I know that you were out of the room at the time, or Bolton, said, wait a second, and stopped him and told him how inappropriate it is in the United States of America to quote the architect of the Holocaust. Of all of the things that I heard at last week's meeting, that was the thing that appalled me the most. That is actually what I posted on my Facebook page. Because that is appalling. That should never happen. And you should, Ms. Vandermark, if you are such a, a, a proponent of inclusion and everything, you should have demanded that he take that back. And Mayor Strickland, while you're censuring people, he should be censured. Ten seconds. Never in the United States should those words be uttered, ever. ever. And you should be ashamed of yourselves. Next speaker, thank you so much.
All right. Um, first, I want to say thank you to council members uh, Kalmick, Mosier, and Bolton. When you guys speak, um, it's usually very thoughtful. You guys are clearly, you know, trying to govern, and I really do appreciate that. To the rest of you, come on. McKeon, you know, it would be nice if you could answer a question or another statement with a full statement. It's embarrassing when you're up there and you can't even say a single thing. Your face turns completely bright red. You look like a tomato. I mean, I know, like, maybe I shouldn't be insulting your appearance, but I'm more insulting your composure, your ability to string word, words together. Um, you're worse than I am right now, and you're elected to govern, and the best you can do is put this process on us. You can't even push back when you want to have 90 seconds and 90 seconds of us just talking like this with nothing in between. I don't know if you guys like just having everyone shout at you for three minutes, and then you go home, and that's your night. I mean, I'm happy to contribute to that if that's what you like, but um, maybe you guys should pay us for that. But like, I don't know. Come on, do your job. I mean, you know, you, these people have kids. You're pulling them out here to do this, and then you're just going to subject them to this. Well, you have to talk here. Again, I have 20 more seconds to keep shouting at you guys, and I will use it. Um, I mean, it's just, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to everyone here um, to have to do this and hope that maybe you'll change. Um, Ten seconds. You seem like maybe you had a chance to be reasonable. Maybe you can be, but I don't know, man. Step it up. Thank you. Next speaker, thanks so much. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Zachary Stevens. Uh, I just moved here a couple months ago. Um, I'm from Franklin, Tennessee. Sorry, this is my first time ever speaking in front of a city council or a group like this, so just bear, bear with me. Um, <clears throat> But I guess that does come into my point of me not really wanting to actually talk tonight. I came in here wanting to learn about the amendments and the propositions that were being proposed. Uh, I wanted to learn about, you know, uh, just how the city council kind of functioned in general. Um, this is quite a showing. To be honest, this is, this is very, very telling. Um, I did choose Huntington Beach for a very particular reason. I chose to move here because I love the, love the city. I love the environment. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. The downtown is absolutely amazing. But for y'all to come in here and not only to backtrack, saying that you were going to offer three minutes, then separate those into minute and a half, and then backtrack on the schedule that was printed, handed to all of us, and then saying, oh, we're not even going to discuss anything tonight, I think that's also very telling. And especially you, sir, having to be able to literally go up against the mayor and try and fight for some time. Um, and it's also funny, because I was supposed to come up here and speak about how I felt about the amendments themselves. Ten seconds. And now I'm having to talk about how there was no discussion in general. That's just, this is great for my first city council meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Hello. I came tonight intending to just watch and hear what everyone had to say and watch your discussion and see what this was about. But the, I don't get to watch any discussion, um, even though that was explicitly said and voted on at last the meeting a week and a half ago that I observed as well. But I came down here because I watched that slideshow of what this whole process is going to be, and I was appalled because the presentation assumes it will be on the ballot on March 5th, whereas this whole four-week process should be about discussing it and determining if it should be on the ballot in March. 
So this is all a dog and pony show to get exactly what you presented last week on the ballot, pretty much exactly as it is, because you don't really want to hear from the public. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker. Don't speak out in public, so I'm really nervous. My name's Diana. I'm a longtime resident of Huntington Beach for 50 plus years. And um, I'm not sure exactly what all is all on the, um, the ballot, not the ballot measure, but what's proposed here are the amendments. And that's why I came today, to find out and to hear what other people have to say. Um, I don't think whole Huntington Beach is represented here. Um, I think if you know you do create an ad hoc. I never heard of an ad hoc. Today was the first time I ever heard of it, and I had to ask a guy in the in the stands about it. I'm not familiar with the whole procedure, so that's why I've been coming for the last few times and to get to know what goes on in our city. But I love my city. I my husband liked to move out of state, but I love my city, and I want to stay in the city. And I appreciate all every single one of you for um, being here and serving as city council members. I would like to meet all of you. I know some of you, but I do not know all of you. And I would like to meet all of each one of you so I can understand and get to know you and not come in here and bash you. Because I do feel like each one of you desire to, since you've been elected, to help and um, serve our city. And so I just want to say thank you um, for your service. And I want to tell you that since I've been a member, since I lived here, I've voted ever since I was 18, and I have always shown my ID. And I, I believe that we should show our ID, and I thank you for that. Thank you, thanks for being here. Ms. Brinkley. Thank you. Could, could you please fill out a blue card um, so we can get a hold of you? I'd be happy to meet with you. Next speaker. Good evening again, Mayor and City Council members. Um, I think tonight it's, it's kind of fun because it's been uh, refreshing to see that there's so many fiscal conservatives here in Huntington Beach. Um, we have open borders, and we're sending billions of dollars uh, to the Ukraine, and there doesn't seem to be any pushback whatsoever from that side of the, uh, of the aisle. But here in Huntington Beach, we have a lot of fiscal conservatives all of a sudden. Um, I think we need to take a look at, um, they're doing a lot of homework here, give them some credit. I don't think we should be uh, casting doubts and throwing names and, and, and aspersions on these council members that are working hard for the collective benefit of the city. Regardless of what you say, they are working hard. They all have, they might have a different opinion, and there might have been some issues tonight relative to communications, but it doesn't mean they're not working hard for the collective benefit. So I think you need to pump your brakes a little bit before we start casting aspersions on these city council members and let it go through this process. There's gonna be four more nights that we can go through all these issues. That's it. Thank you. Next speaker. Uh, thank you very much for holding these series of meetings that you are holding. I really appreciate that. Um, uh, but as I said before, I don't know, I would like to know what since January 1st you've done to address needs of the community. The community members have addressed, contacted you and said we need the roads fixed, we need the housing in this area. What have you done for any of that? That your number one uh, agenda item seems to be the charter. How many citizens asked you, please amend the charter? <laughs> we just can't wait. So I would really like you to stick to the business of all city councils in the nation that I know of. It's public safety, it's prudent spending, it's housing, it's roads. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Ellen. Ellen. 
Can you fill out a blue card, please? So I can, I, con so I can contact you and, and answer your question. Thank you. Hi, uh, I missed most of the meeting because I got off work really late. So I think I, there may have been comments uh, from you guys regarding this. So if, if it's redundant, I apologize. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm a little confused why some of the things were paired together in the way that they were. Um, I mean, obviously, all three, all three charter amendments are concerning to me. Um, but in particular, obviously, you know I care about the flag. Why are we pairing the flag issue with a like budgetary timeline issue? Those two things have nothing to do with each other. And even for people in your community who, who would vote to, to put the flag ordinance onto the charter, and I respect their vote, assuming that they would do that along with the budgetary thing, like that's just not, that's just not democratic. That's not fair to the people in your community who want to have an opinion on one or the other. I'm a little confused about that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes public comments. Round two. Okay. <clears throat> so members, uh, do I have a motion to adjourn this special meeting? No motion. It's been moved. It's been Second. seconded. Uh, we're adjourned uh, until the next, well, we have the upcoming, oh, here it is. The next scheduled meeting of the Huntington Beach City Council Public Finance Authority is Tuesday, September 19, 2023.